Have you been on Facebook lately? If so, things uh, might look a little different. Facebook has unveiled a a redesign as they are trying to move past some of their uh, recent scandals, including most notably that surrounding privacy. Facebook rolling out a uh, redesign in uh, what some are calling the most visible signal of just how it's starting to emphasize private over public uh, communications. It was back in March that Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg said that he planned to shift Facebook away from being a public town square and more to private communications. In other words, instead of essentially, I guess, being on stage in a crowded auditorium saying everything, he wanted it to be more like you were in your own living room. Now, yesterday during their annual developer uh, conference, Facebook uh, unveiled this uh, redesign of both its mobile app and its desktop site. And the revisions add uh, new features to promote more kind of group-based communications instead of the traditional uh, news feed where uh, people would uh, publicly post uh, messages and uh, status updates. Mark Zuckerberg said that these uh, features will, quote, end up creating a more trustworthy platform where everybody you can see and connect with as friends you'll be able to see and connect with in groups. It's going to be woven, he says, into the fabric of Facebook. But does it and will it make Facebook more trustworthy? Let's welcome in our cybersecurity expert. Here is David Shipley. He joins us now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. David, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. Uh, first off, uh, what do you make of uh, some of these uh, changes, this redesign from uh, Facebook? Well, I think it's, uh, to be polite, it's makeup on a, a structure that's still fundamentally flawed. Um, and so, you know, it might look prettier uh, and it sounds good, uh, but underneath there's still some huge, massive problems. And while Facebook's primary business model is the gathering of personal information to sell you as a uh, digital product to advertisers, um, the fundamental issues are not solved. So and any of the lip service that Facebook is giving to private groups is more about um, getting out of the way of regulators and intelligence agencies than it really is about caring about privacy. Yeah, is this a bit of a smokescreen? I mean, when Zuckerberg talks about uh, we want you to feel as if you're in your living room rather than a public square and having conversations with friends, well... Okay, that that's maybe all well and good, but does it really essentially does it uh, you know address the essential problem that a lot of people, including regulators and lawmakers, have had with Facebook? It's not that you know I'm worried about my friends and my private conversations. I'm more worried about my privacy when it comes to you, Facebook, and what sort of data are you gathering about me, unbeknownst to me? Exactly. So they've they've said that don't worry, we don't need the content of your messages. We won't be able to read them, and no one else will be either. And that just means uh, two things. They've now figured out enough about you through other what we call metadata, data about data, that they're still able to make their money because they didn't become a a, a money-losing company, and they're not a charity, So, um, and they're not charging you for it, so they're still making money off you somehow. Um, and number two, now that they've basically said, well, we've encrypted the communications and we can't see it, Uh, They're creating potentially dark rooms for extremists uh, and and others to fester, and that's um, extraordinarily problematic. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a bit more about that, because that is one of the major criticisms of this uh, shift, if you will, from uh, Facebook, that yes, your conversations can be a little more private, and uh, you can maybe feel a little more safer that your privacy is protected, but uh, what about some of the uh, fake news, and even worse, that has been uh, proliferated on uh, Facebook? Uh, How are we going to weed that out now? 
Well, exactly. So we won't be able to see it, um, which is actually, I think, ironically going to make the situation worse because they've got the world's most uh, entrenched platform for collaboration and communication. And now there's going to be a whole bunch of hidden areas. Um, so they're able to wash their hands of responsibility um, without um, solving the problem. So it's almost like I feel like we've ended up with the worst of, of both worlds. We've ended up with uh, a Facebook that's not fundamentally changed and even worse things potentially happening on the security side. Also, one of the other big questions coming out of this, and I think you alluded to this a second ago, is about how Facebook is making money off all of us. I mean, it's just, it's eye-popping, the amount. It was $56 billion in annual revenue that they had generated from targeted advertising just last year. Uh, how are they going to go about doing this? I mean, they're certainly not giving up that money. Is it clear if they're going to allow our post to be a little more private rather than public, uh, how they're still going to maintain their bottom line? Well, so they're doing a couple of interesting things. They're not getting out of the advertising business, and they're also signaling um, the introduction of a marketplace uh, to buy and sell goods in Europe and in Canada, sorry, in the United States and in Canada. They're rolling out a new dating service, so uh, there's that. So they're continuing to build new ways to make money um, off of us uh, by selling goods and I guess, selling our ability to connect with each other. Um, I didn't think Facebook could get any creepier, but it getting into the dating game uh, certainly crosses that line for me. So where is this all leading for uh, Facebook? Uh, Zuckerberg, I think, in his uh, address uh, yesterday said that there's still a lot more to do, but uh, you would suggest that this is not even a a good first step and maybe, David, uh, is a step backwards for the company? Yeah, I I, I think it's it's certainly steps continuing in their absolute self-interest. Um, and so, you know, the private groups is to their benefit. Uh, the limiting of, of the other data helps change a, a story and a narrative. Uh, they're still finding ways to make money. And, and essentially, Facebook's creating a walled garden Internet where you never have to leave its environment, which is probably not good for us as a whole. Uh, if we were actually say, what would, what would a, a reformed Facebook look like? I keep stating um, they need the ability for people to be able to subscribe as paying subscribers with binding agreements to protect their data uh, and genuine care about user privacy, that would be a fundamentally different Facebook. But until they have that, nah, this this uh, cat hasn't changed its stripes. So do you think that, uh, I don't know, will we still be talking about Facebook in uh, 30 years, 20 years, maybe even just 10 years uh, from now? Or is uh, kind of the handwriting on the wall here for uh, Facebook? Uh, I'm not, uh, I know that they're still extremely popular, and I believe the most popular of the social media sites with the most amount of uh, users. But, uh, uh, I mean, are they resting on their laurels? How long is that going to continue for them? Well, they're now so big uh, that it's hard for any other incumbent or any other startups to try and and wrestle them uh, out of that position. It's not impossible. I mean, before Facebook, there was MySpace, and we couldn't have imagined a world without MySpace, and yet here we are. Um, So it's entirely possible. Uh, But I would say this, is that until we reform antitrust laws to actually break up Facebook's hold, because they did see the writing on the wall. They saw uh, WhatsApp and Instagram, and they bought them. Um, and so they've already adapted and overcame, and now they're forcing the merger of those two massive platforms, counter, uh, counter to what they agreed to to regulators, into the, uh, a single uh, Facebook entity. So, you know, they've already bought their way into the next decade, I think.
Okay, interesting. And if they uh, bought their way into the uh, hearts and minds of lawmakers with these uh, changes? I mean, you and I have uh, talked about this uh, several times, about uh, whether or not Facebook needs to be regulated and social media in general, and uh, whether or not uh, they need to be penalized by the Canadian government and other uh, governments uh, around the world for the privacy breaches that uh, they've had uh, in the past. Do you think that these changes, is it enough to placate uh, governments and lawmakers? Yeah, no, I think that regulators uh, and lawmakers are still fed up with Facebook. I think intelligence agencies are going to become incredibly frustrated with them. And I think the conversation on regulating their behavior is going to continue. But I think the idea that a, um, a, a small fine is going to hurt a company that made $56 billion in revenue is uh, not going to work. We need to find Facebook about $10 billion to get their attention at this point. Yeah, $10 billion sounds like an awful lot of money, but when you consider how much, uh, you're right, uh, Facebook made you know, just uh, last year, it uh, really is uh, kind of scraps uh, almost uh, to them. Do you, do you think they'd be willing to pay uh, the, those sort of fines and just move on and put this behind them? I, I think so. I think they would just write it off, but I think it might be enough that their shareholders decide uh, enough of this. We need to start really looking. We can't sustain multiple years of fines at this kind of level. All right. Uh, David, appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. You're always welcome. All right. There's a David Shipley cybersecurity expert for us on the uh, redesign and changes to uh, Facebook implemented yesterday.